Creator Podcast back with you for uh, the second part of season two after uh, we kind of took the summer off and um, a good portion of the fall, but uh, so glad uh, to be back with Darrell on the Creator Podcast. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Lots changed, I feel like, since the last time we were on. Yeah, so our last episode dropped on June 28th, and uh, right about that time, there wasn't a whole lot left in your house, and it was all in pods, or it was uh, already moving, and uh, so since then, you have moved to camp for the summer, and then to, uh, to, to Cincinnati. Are you in Anderson? I am in Anderson. It's a beautiful neighborhood. Um, it's tough to beat camp, but we're, we're happy to be here. Yeah, I, if you're in the same house uh, that, that I'm thinking about, it's like a Pleasantville situation where you literally can step out on the back deck and call your kids home for dinner. Not that your kids are, are quite at that age where you would just let them roam the streets alone. It is, it is that kind of neighborhood, and my neighbors do exactly what you just said. I love that. I love that that still exists uh, somewhere in the world <laughs> in 2021. <laughs> So, um, I've never in my life had to get so many ba- soccer balls out of my backyard. <laughs> and you haven't turned into like the crotchety old guy who's like, next time it's mine. Now, so the kid who lives next door to me is a Liverpool fan. So he's like my best friend in Got the neighborhood. It. That's good. It is uh, so good to see Virgil van Dyke back on the pitch. It is after such an injury that he had, I think he really shored up our defense. We're building our soccer audience, and we have alienated uh, the other 99% of the people who listen to this podcast. So uh, (laughs) I was actually... Somebody say Tom Brady. (laughs) I was thinking we might be uh, heading into season three here after this this sort of hiatus we took, Um, but... But then the Delta variant uh, happened, and uh, we, we are still not out of this pandemic. Um, and uh, so, so this theme we were on of continuing to, uh, to talk to COVID creators and people who learned new things during the pandemic, uh, we're, we're going to keep going with that because the pandemic uh, seems to keep going. What I've seen is that it is a different... As much as we are all going through the same thing, it is different depending on where you live. So what is life in, uh, in Cincinnati like right now vis-a-vis the pandemic? Cincinnati is, I wouldn't say it's completely open, but it's, it's uh, open with precautions. And so life is as normal as it's been in the last couple of years here. Um, folks are still wearing their mask uh, when they go into crowded areas, but things are open. Um, you know, gatherings are happening, but I think most venues have taken precautions to continue to protect against the uh, the virus. And uh, but people are out and about. Um, people are happy. They're getting back to normal or whatever normal is going to be. Yeah, I mean the in-person event thing. Uh, I actually attended a Moth Story Slam um, last month and and have tickets for the the upcoming the the next event, which I think is next week. Uh, and then I went to a work conference this week. Uh, with strangers um, in a hotel like ballroom, um, which you know obviously nobody has done, or or the vast majority of us have not done, and I certainly hadn't done for for two years. So that felt very exotic. Uh, what what kind of in person events uh, are you going to out there? Well, uh, from a work perspective, we just had our first officers fellowship in like twenty months, 
where we were all gathered in one place. Um, so that was interesting. We went over to see the Ark down in uh, Kentucky, uh, good old Ken Ham building going on there. And uh, but it was a great time. Um, other than that, you know, it's it's odd to be in a place and you see the split half mass, half not. Um, but I, I don't think either stand out at this point. Uh, you like casually went for the Ark over there in Kentucky. The, there are going to be a lot of people who have never been to that neck of the woods. And so what in the world is that? <laughs> if you've never been to Kentucky, you need to get your, no, I'm not an advertiser for it. The great state of Kentucky. I leave that up to uh Congress uh, councilman, Malcolm Daniels. Uh, but well, the Ark is a replica of Noah's Ark, built to scale, as described in the Bible, um, that can be walked through, can be, uh, you can interact with it. And it's, it's a massive, massive thing that puts into perspective the story. Um, and throughout, it acts as a museum with these exhibits and really answers a lot of tough questions. And it really is something the first time you drive by that thing, it's hard to describe until you actually come upon it and and see it in the flesh. Absolutely. I actually moderated a panel at that conference I was at, and and we were talking about, um, you know, the new normal, uh, and and it was actually a a group of marketers, and so I was kind of asking them as, as we, you know, get back to normal, and one of them said, I don't think life is ever going to be back to, you know, what it was before, so how, how are you feeling in terms of whether we will ever be quote unquote back to normal? I think you just, with the quote unquote, you just hit the nail on the head. I think normal is going to be um, whatever it becomes. There's no real way to describe it. I don't think we're ever going back. I think there's there's too much that has changed that people, as much as they want to get back to normal, I don't think they remember what normal was like. It's true. And I think that some things that happened, I think that some things that happened over the pandemic are here to stay. Um, some good, some some not so great. Uh, but but it's going to be an interesting to see how people respond to just the changes that have already happened. That I don't think that the wider public has recognized has become normal. Yeah, it's it is crazy how much culture has been shifted by this thing, and things that. Some, some people have been advocating for for a long time that all of a sudden are happening because we all had to do it at the same time. I mean, just the, the number of things that have changed in such a short period of time, uh, I do agree with that statement that it's never going back to the way it was before and, and it's going to take a long time to sort of sort out all of the shifts that, that we experience as we go through this thing. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your new gig. We, we heard about, you know, your, your home life. What is being a divisional youth secretary like and, and um, you know, running a summer camp? And, and we'll get into that a little bit with our next episode. But uh, tell us about your new job. Uh, the new job, I am the divisional youth secretary for Swanecki, which just means Southwest Ohio, Northeastern Kentucky. And divisional youth secretary, I'm responsible for the uh, youth ministry um, in those two regions, um, in our churches, uh, in the Salvation Army, and also the young adult ministry. And it's been really, really good. We've uh, the, we've had some opportunities to be pretty creative in implementing some some programs. Uh, we just had a young adult masquerade, which was really, really fun. And uh, it, it was a great time to, for people to get out and come together in a space like camp where you can have that, that 
togetherness but separation and and party together safely um outside of that we've just really been planning and gearing up for this uh this new year to be able to support our churches around the southwest ohio and northeast kentucky and and we're excited about it so recording this and and releasing this in mid-november in your your Salvation Army officer life up to this point, you would be uh, knee deep in the Christmas kettle effort, the red kettle effort. H- how does it feel to not be uh, painting kettle stands or uh, finding that box of bells that you know you were sure was in the basement in that one spot? Uh, hiring kettle workers, how does it feel to be free of the hectic Christmas rush that is the Salvation Army in your current role? You know, it, it's one of those things where it, you you miss it in a, in a sense, but also you you're you're happy to be able to help in other ways, like uh, being able to support some of the pastors in ways that I would have never had the time to do before. It's been good, um, and and in my personal life, we're going for the first time in ten years. We're going to my mother's house for Thanksgiving, um, and for those of you who aren't familiar with the Salvation Army. That's almost impossible because you got to start kettles on Black Friday, and it's an early start. So this is uh, it's presenting some new benefits, uh, some new challenges as well, uh, being busy in other ways. Uh, but it's an exciting time. Yeah, that is that is a really special thing. You know, when you are a Salvation Army officer's kid, as I am, you sort of see your parents between uh, you know November one and and Christmas Eve, um, but largely you don't so so to be able to to spend the thanksgiving holiday um you know with out of town family is um is a pretty big deal you sort of have to rely on somebody coming to you uh for the most part so congrats on that that's fun so our next two episodes are going to be with two very talented uh, employees of yours uh, jerome and amy ray and so we're we're looking forward to that but in this sort of getting back on track episode i figured you and i could take the pulse this episode of the creator podcast brought to you by the boxer and the beard clever teas and gifts check us out on facebook at boxer beard co that's at boxer beard co on facebook let's take the pulse what are you reading i'm very important uh, i have Many leather-bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> right now, uh, I don't know the title of it, and that's bad, because I was just looking at it. But I've been reading about these Clifton Strength Tests, and, and all the things that go into that. Our team has been reading that together, the type of material that's talking about the skill sets of the people you're around. That's a good exercise to do when you are getting with a new team and, and trying to sort all that stuff out. And you can just send me the title and I'll put it, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, <laughs> oh, great. I, I will do that. Uh, I recently read uh, Suli by John Grisham. Um, and if you, you know, know John Grisham, it's, you know, the Pelican Brief, the firm, it's usually these legal thrillers, but he has on occasion written some books about sports. Uh, he had one called Playing for Pizza, which was about semi-pro football in Italy. Um, a, a very funny book. Um, but Suli is about a, a, a young man, a, a refugee, uh, who gets to play basketball and um, 
And it's just sort of that journey from almost the first time he has a basketball in his hand or, or very early when, he, when he's a very sort of rough and raw player um, to what happens when he gets to catch on with, uh, with an HBCU um, and, uh, and, and play some basketball in America. And then what happens to his, his family that he has left behind. So uh, really enjoyed that one. And it, and some people Sounds would be yeah some would be surprised to hear that that Grisham writes anything other than you know books about lawyers and and uh, these high stakes <laughs> cases but uh, but yeah his sports books are are really really good what are you watching Watch me Watch me I got it Watch me Right now I've been watching sports a lot. Um, having a little more time in the evenings. <laughs> I've been catching up on some basketball. Uh, but in terms of shows, I finally wrapped up um, a few things, but I'm still working on catching up in the Marvel TV universe. I haven't started Loki yet, so that's next up to watch. But we did finish um, WandaVision, so I'm a little behind. And uh, so I'm catching up on some of those things now. Yeah, I have not started uh, either of those, but I am. Uh, this is one of those things. It's like, can can I admit this on a podcast that is about Christian creators? Uh, but I love Succession, man. It it, it is just, uh, it it's an incredible show in terms of the combination of like edge of your seat intensity and laugh out loud, incredible comedic lines and just the timing and, and everything else. Um, it features the F word a heck of a lot more than most Christian viewers would be comfortable with. But, um, but I love the characters. It's absurd and amazing. And, uh, and it's getting a lot of love here in, in season three. I, I was a pretty early adopter with it, but a lot of people caught up with it while we were stuck at home. And, and so now season three is, is getting all kinds of attention. What are you listening to? Listen, Scott. Just listen to me. You listen to me. Listen, I gotta go do this report. Listen, listen. At ease. Listen up. Just listen up, man. Listen, I'm sorry. Listen to me. Listen to that. Yeah, listen, Walter. So you listen to me and you listen well. Right now, I am grossly invested in a podcast called Serial. Um, I, I don't know if you followed Serial, but it tells <laughs> yeah. the story. Of... <laughs> what was it, like seven years ago, eight years ago? Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm catching up. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm catching up on that. <laughs> and I just finished the season one of it, and now I'm on season two. Where they're talking about the um, the young man who walked off his post over in Afghanistan and was captured and held yeah. hostage for five years. So I'm I'm catching up on that, but it is amazing. I don't know why I wasn't watching this when it was fresh. Yeah, it really it pulled a lot of people into podcasts who had never listened to them before. It became such a phenomenon when it came out with that story of Adnan Syed um, and uh, and Sarah Koenig's just a great reporter. I'm a huge fan of This American Life, and that's kind of where she got her start. And Syria was a spinoff from there. So yeah, um, I. I have so many podcasts that I listen to. I'm loath to pick up new ones, but a friend told me about this one, and I've really been enjoying it, especially from the creative angle. It's called Working It Out with Mike Berbiglia, and he has different comedians on. Berbiglia is he's sort of categorized as a comedian, but really he's a, a storyteller who tells funny stories. 
Um, less so than just a, a straight up like set up joke, set up you know punchline kind of thing. He, mm-hmm. he really is this this storyteller, and he's written a couple of books, and and he has a one of the books was turned into a movie. But this working it out podcast, he has different comedians on, and part of the show is they actually work out bits live on the show. And so if you are a fan of comedy, it just takes you behind the scenes of. Uh, into this part of that world that you've that you've you know you'd love to be able to access that and they're kind of giving this behind the scenes look and it's not always comedians i think he had uh, a poet on a, a songwriter on so it's some different creatives and uh, i'm i've really been enjoying that one uh i have to be in a certain mindset because his voice is so soothing i can fall asleep but uh, <laughs> but it's been a very fascinating show working it out with Mike Berbiglia. What is God saying to you right now? You know, like I said, I've been invested in these uh, strength tests, and and I think that the word that I've been receiving pretty clearly has been to empower. I've really been uh, encouraged to trust the team around me and encourage them to step into the maturity of the roles that they've been called into. And so I've been really, really encouraged by seeing them flourish and be creative and do things. So I think God's continuing to just tell me to empower the people around me to do the things that he's called them to do. Well, one of the big changes for us this fall is that we are back worshiping at the Croc Core in Boston, where uh, we're... Darrell and Willow were our, our pastors there, and uh, we really had been away since since March of 2020. So, um, and we have come back to a congregation that probably was averaging about 75 before everything happened, and we are now averaging about 33 or 34. Um, so. As the uh, the core council, the the elders group was was getting together, and we now have uh, new pastors again. Um, this this word came around rebuilding from a remnant. That it really is mm-hmm. the faithful few who are still there, and uh, we we don't believe that God wants our congregation in, in this ninety thousand square foot community center to be thirty people. So we are looking to uh, to rebuild from a remnant. Uh, the center has has been open for ten years, and and we're looking at well, what are people going to look back on when they when they look back at the second ten years of of this facility and of this congregation? So that's been um, it. Just keeps bubbling up to the to the surface every time we we worship together. Every time the core council meets. Every time I'm thinking about worship sets. I'm thinking about that that word of rebuild from a remnant. Yeah. Well, that's a powerful word. And it's a lot of work, but, uh, we, we serve a great God who, who <laughs> has it all mapped out and we just have to have to be obedient and, and listen to him on it. Uh, what are you creating these days? Well, I just finished getting my, uh, wood shop set up in the new house. It's been like, like a really busy summer and fall. Uh, so I really hadn't had time to do too much of anything. Uh, but as the holidays are rolling in, people are reaching out for me to be able to support them and making things for fundraisers or making Christmas gifts. So 
Right now, I'm making uh, a yarn box, a custom-made yarn box for an officer who knits a lot of things for children. So it'd be uh, it's nice to just jump back in by making something for someone who's serving. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm going to to brag on uh, something uh, in my professional life. Uh, in January of 2020, the National Coast Guard Museum Association launched a paper magazine at times when other magazines were going out of print. Uh, we actually started a magazine, and it's called The Long Blue Line. It's for uh, retirees of the Coast Guard. Uh, it, it had been a, there was like a, a, a simple paper newsletter, and, and uh, there was no budget line for it anymore, and so they were going to go digital only to this population of Coast Guard retirees, average age 63 years old. So you can imagine when they learned their newsletter would only be coming by email and be web-based, uh, they were not too happy about it. So... <laughs> Museum Association launched this uh, four-color magazine, 68-page magazine, uh, that we put out quarterly, and uh, and so far we've been able to raise two million dollars toward the the museum project with it. We've gotten a commendation from the the commandant of the Coast Guard for the work that we're doing, myself and wow. and this genius graphic designer Scott McGuire that I was able to hire, and. It's it's been a, a new creative challenge. I've never been the managing editor of a of a magazine before, and getting the voice right and the tone right and all of that for uh, about sixty thousand retirees of of the service. It, it's it's not a simple thing to do, and so it's been a very rewarding thing to see people embrace it and and be really happy with with the product. And we're even looking at ways we can expand it now. So. Uh, the Long Blue Line is, is one of the things uh, that I work on. You can check it out at longblueline.org. Um, it's one of the, the publications that we put out, uh, but it's been a, a lot of fun to, to get involved. I've been able to talk to, um, last month I talked to a 100-year-old Coast Guard retiree who, uh, wow. who fought in World War II. So um, just amazing stories, and uh, and there aren't many of them left. So um it's been a great creative outlet and just a great opportunity to tell amazing stories, which is what I love to do the most. Yeah, it sounds like it's a great opportunity. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. So I think that wraps up uh, Season 2, Episode 11. And, uh, and, and we will be back on a weekly release schedule here. So uh, look for us. Tell your friends. Uh, like, share. Um, and and comment. Um, we always want to hear from you, and um, and you really help us to get the word out. <laughs> <laughs>